Hey, welcome back to another episode of Salty Saints Podcast. I'm Zach, and I am sitting here with Bashan and Stacy. What's going on, guys? We're good. How are you? I'm good. I'm hanging out. I got my... This is actually... This is really misleading. This is water, uh, but it was Diet Coke, so now it's just caramel-colored water. Lovely. It's very good. Oh, yummy. <laughs> Probably very healthy for you as well. Um, so... We're not talking about Coke or, or no. water that looks like Coke today. Uh, we're talking about you guys and how God's been moving in your lives. And uh, I've just gotten little little snippets of this story um, here and there. Kind of, I, I had Randy kind of prompt me for, you know, kind of the direction we're mm-hmm. moving. But I'm going to let you guys do most of the talking. And I just, I'm going to kind of prompt away, you know. Sure. So, where did you guys meet? Maybe let's start there. Or let's, t- you know, start by telling a little bit about each of each of yourselves. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm Stacy Miller. Um, I'm actually on staff here at New Hope as our um, director of grade school kids ministry. Um, I currently te- um, help teach first grade at an IPS school here locally in Indy. I'm LaShawn Wagner. We've been attending New Hope for over 10 years now. I am an IPS um, first grade teacher and um, have been doing that. This will be my fifth year. Cool. Teaching, so. so how did you guys meet? I think here, right? right? Here. Yeah, hope. here. Yeah. yeah. Did that just kind of happen organically or were you in like a group together or? No, I think, did I meet just because I had your kids in grade school ministry? Yep. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm making sure my phone's not going to ring on us <laughs> in the middle of this. Um, awesome. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. Okay. So, so when I started back to teaching, um, in 2017, Stacy was very quick to say, what can I do to help you? And she asked for prayer requests. She started doing fundraising, like the Kids and Kids Kingdom would uh, bring in school supplies for me for my first grade classroom. Um, she'd make flashcards, give us little treats. It just went on and on. And even that first year that I taught, there were some families that I had reached out to New Hope and a couple different New Hope um, small groups, um, bought Christmas presents and gifts for some of my families there, So, and she was part of that. Very so cool. She's been supporting me <clears throat> for a while now, my awesome. first grade class. Awesome. So, as far as what we're talking about today, um, there's yeah. been some big moves, some big big changes happening Mm -hmm. with you guys. Um, Why don't we get into that? Yeah. So for a while, um, I felt a little stirring um, that the job that I've had for the last 18 years was not what I was really being called to do. Um, I loved that job. That job paid pretty well, Um, but it didn't feel fulfilling. I loved my patients, um, loved my coworkers. I worked with my best friend. But it just didn't feel like that's what God was really calling me to do. I felt like I was being called to step out of my comfort zone and try something that I hadn't done for 18 years. Okay. Um, and I'm sorry, not, not to like poke at this, but do you yeah. want to like go into like just kind of a, a broad oh, sure. view yeah. of like what that was? Yeah, I practiced pharmacy um, for 18 years in various capacities, whether that was um, – Teching in a typical um, retail pharmacy. I worked in long-term care pharmacy, did med reviews, um, worked in um, 
a sterile lab making IVs. Um, most recently worked with HIV patients um, here in the Indy area, serving them and um, meeting their medication needs. Okay. Um, was that pretty tough through COVID? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Nothing makes you want a career change like a pandemic working yeah. in a hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. <clears throat> pandemic working in a school. Yes. It's not so easy either. <laughs> it is not. That's fair. That's very fair. I mean, we just shut down. We went home. We didn't know. We didn't have a clue what that looked like. Yeah. You know, that first spring. And then we were virtual. And mm-hmm. yeah. And then I had some kids virtual and some kids in the classroom mid-year last mm-hmm. year. And that was very tough. I thought that was you know, the hardest year I'd ever had. Yeah. So I haven't had to like get hand anybody their like prescription drugs or like work closely with any like sick people or like, you know, wiping any kids' noses or anything like that. <laughs> but I have had to touch people's heads for like thirty <laughs> minutes at a time for yep. nine hours a day for the last whatever how many months, you know. So I, I've I've kinda had the the hands on people on people thing as well going on yeah. here. So yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know it, is what it is, I guess. Yeah. Um, so you felt like you weren't fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what happened next? So I didn't feel like I was making a difference. Um, and then this is where LaShawn came in. Okay. Yeah. You want to start with your part? Okay. <laughs> well, uh, teaching in a pandemic is very difficult. And we had seven teachers either retire or change careers or move out of our school last year. So we had we hired a lot of new staff, and we hired a new. So my one of my first grade teammates went to sec, just rolled up to second grade with her class, and then the other one moved to another school. So I was left the only first grade teacher, and then we hired a girl that had taught two years. And she came on and taught for three weeks and gave her notice Friday morning, packed up her room Friday night. Okay, so pause. Mm-hmm. I think we need to discuss, like, yeah. say as much as you can. I don't want to, like, put you in an awkward <clears throat> position or anything. I don't know. But, like, is it a rough job? I mean, is it just a really tough job? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Low economic needs, uh, lots of trauma in our school with our, our students, um, lots of needs, okay. high-risk needs. And it is very difficult, and the behaviors are um, very challenging. Um, Mentally, emotionally, physically <laughs> challenging. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. And we do go through teachers. I mean, teachers don't stay long. Okay. It's, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt there. I just kind of wanted to get kind of a yeah. So after three weeks, you know, she had taught two years in first grade in a Catholic school, mm-hmm. and after three years or three weeks into the year, she was like, "I cannot do this." Oh wow! So she gave her, uh, like I said, she packed up her classroom Friday evening. So I went home praying. At the time. I only had 14 students in my classroom. She only had 14, and that really is unheard of. That's very low. Mm -hmm. So my concern was our school was probably going to be losing a teacher anyway uh, because of ADM. You know, it was very low number. So I could possibly take on her 14 students, put them in my classroom, and that would be a large first-grade class. So I began praying, Lord, is this something that you would 
have me do because this is a huge decision to make. And I began praying Friday night. My principal hadn't reached out to me. She had not said anything to me yet. Um, I didn't know what she was thinking, what was going on exactly. But I reached out to her Saturday afternoon, and I said, my heart is for the students, and I feel like if we just hire a sub and try to find a teacher at this point of the year, there, it's going to be a revolving door for these children. It's going to be sub after sub because we are – you know, about four, three, four weeks into the school year, most schools had already started a week or so before IPS had. So it's going to be hard to find a teacher that wants to come in and, you know. So my thought was, I will take those students, I'll be that one stable teacher, and then ask her if she would hire me a really good assistant, like a strong assistant. And she says, do you know anybody? No. I don't know anyone. I mean, no one was coming to mind. So I said, that's our next prayer request. And she's a Christian, and she said, well, I've been praying. I don't, you know, what are we going to do? And um, we started praying about it. So we're going to meet on Sunday and talk more about it. So immediately I sent a SOS text to several girls here at church at New Hope that pray for me all the time. And I said, we really need a strong assistant because I'm going to take in 14 more students uh, starting you know the fourth fifth week of school and I have no one in mind and they don't pay assistance very well so it has to be someone who really wants to be there again really difficult situation um, yeah so we start praying about who God would put into the classroom in the classroom with me with 28 little six-year-olds who a lot of them did not go to kindergarten, or if they did, it was just virtual, or it was maybe a semester because we were, you know, mostly virtual last year. So, Man. Okay. <laughs> and so prayer requests are out. Yes. You are one of the people this is sent to. I right? am praying. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, yes. So lead, lead me on. What's going on? So I'm at the check-in desk on Sunday morning. And LaShawn walks in, and she always comes in and says good morning to us. And I don't even know what prompted it. I think I just looked at her and said, would your principal hire me? That's, that's a bold question. It was. It was you, an unplanned question. You, you are not a teacher. <laughs> I am not a teacher. <laughs> I am not a teacher, no. Okay. So how'd that but go? it was assistant, right? Yeah. Right? Just it was. A, yeah. I said, yes, she would. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So um, so we texted off and on all day. All day. I met with my principal and the assistant principal, started talking. What would this look like, you know, if I took on this class? And really, honestly, some first grade classes are 26, you know, 24, 26 students. Sure. Um, should not really be that big of a jump. However, we are not that usually do that many students in a classroom because of the high needs. Really, you know, they, we really try hard to keep our classrooms small. Because there is a lot of hands-on. They do need a lot of that, you know, small group and one-on-one and things like that. So, anyway. Um, so, Sunday night, we schedule for me to go in on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, hadn't really heard back from the principal yet about no, whether nothing. I'd be able to interview, you know, what I could do. But if nothing else, I was going to go in and work in her classroom just as a classroom volunteer. So, I go in on Tuesday. And the principal is available. We sit down and we have a very brief conversation, at literally maybe 10 minutes. Um, I don't even know that I'd classify it as an interview. Um, 
because the conversation really kind of came back to LaShawn trust you. LaShawn thinks you'd be really good right. at this. It's like to vet We're you good. to make sure you're not a crazy person. Sure. Like, that's yeah. literally it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I said, well, I'm in. Um, and at this point, we still didn't even know how I was being hired on. Am I going to be hired on as an employee? Am I hiring on as a substitute or a contractor? You know, we, we didn't have any of those details worked out. But I said, I'm in. Full disclosure, said I'm in before I ever talked to my husband about <laughs> <laughs> about making a decision, what on earth the pay would look like. I had I had a pretty good idea about how much of a pay cut it would come down to. Um, did not discuss that with him. This is probably the least thought through change I have ever made in my entire life. Well, I can't let but, her think too long or she'll just say no. But I was probably the most at peace saying, yeah, I'm in. And so um, in her dress and her high heels when she came in to volunteer, I was yeah. like, that's not going to last long. <laughs> so um, the principal and I walked down to the classroom and I'm walking down to volunteer just to do whatever she needs to do. She just combined two classrooms. Desks need names. Kids need supplies. Um, and that's what we were doing here. Can you make these day tags? Yep. Yeah. And <laughs> I walk in and, um, Mrs. Sharp without saying anything to you first, I don't think she did. No. Says class. I'd like to introduce you to one of your new teachers. <laughs> that's <laughs> and, how she worded it. And I thought she was going to break down <laughs> standing next to standing, um, across the classroom. Um, I was, yeah. About in tears. Uh, So excited and so happy and like, God, what are you doing? This is a dream, you know, because when you think of assistant just coming in like that and getting paid very little, I mean, we're talking $10, $12 possibly, you know, I did not feel like I was going to have someone really strong that was really going to know how to step in and help. Like I was going to have to direct them in everything to do. Right, right. So you're, you know, that's helpful, but it's also extra work to try to train someone. And I knew I was not going to have to train Stacy much at all. Right. right. Well, I mean, you, it's kind of what you've done here forever. I do. Right? So. Yeah. I, I work with first through fourth graders here. Now that we've combined a little bit, it's even preschool through fourth graders. I have a fifth grader myself. So I've had a front seat to seeing what education can and should look like um, from the family side. Um, but I've also been blessed that my daughter's teachers have always let me be very involved in her classroom. So, um, with my previous work schedule, I would spend most of my Tuesdays in her classroom, just doing whatever her teachers needed done. So I kind of had an idea of what the rhythm of a classroom looked like, had an idea of what teachers might need. Um, LaShawn's always been very honest about what her class is like. Um, so I was four years. Yeah. I've known. Yeah. I wasn't going in blind. I knew that there would be some behavior needs and there would be some redirection that I needed, um, to take care of. I also knew there was trauma. And one of the other things that God had lined up was that I've become passionate while I'm not a foster care parent myself. I love the foster community. So I've gone to several trauma trainings and we try to implement a lot of those ideas even here, just in kids kingdom and church. Um, We're pretty blessed in that regard here at new hope. I mean, there are a lot of foster families. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I think um, I didn't know it at the time, but serving an underserved community, you know, through my work in healthcare, Working with, you know, some kiddos at um, Charlotte's previous school, um, as well as here, that had had some pretty extensive trauma histories. Um, having friends that have kiddos with pretty extensive trauma histories 
all of those little things were preparing me to walk into that classroom and have any semblance of an idea of what I needed to do. Right. Maybe not the path you would have uh, expected it to look like. Sure. But not at all. God, mm-hmm. That's kind of how God tends to work, right? Mm-hmm. Like he, he prepares you in the ways you don't even know it's happening yeah. while it's happening. Yep. Um, okay. So you're there now. Uh-huh. Let's talk about... Well, she was hired <laughs> on. I was hired on. I gave and my two weeks notice. And she had to give a two weeks notice. Yep. And while she was doing that, I was still teaching. I had a substitute. They had hired a substitute to stay in the classroom with me. But my family decided to get COVID. <laughs> so I had to go home. And they were actually in the uh, about a week with just um, two substitutes that neither one had been in my classroom. Uh, well, the one had subbed with me for a week. And then Stacy started her first week while I was at home. Mm-hmm. That was very hard for me. In fact, she came over and we sat outside for like what, hours. 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 I was preparing her for her week. Going through lesson plans. Going to, in just class. Telling about little kiddos, what they needed, what I could do to help them through their day. Just for hours. So, five or six hours that That Friday. was very, very difficult for me to sit at home uh, while she was doing that. But mm-hmm. also I had some other stuff going on. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go there. That's fair. Yeah. So I had some other stuff that God was preparing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So maybe I can swallow that in a minute. <laughs> yeah, no, that's up to you. But on the on the flip side of that, though, you're brand new mm-hmm. to this place. Mm-hmm. You don't know anybody. Don't know where the cafeteria is. <laughs> you don't know, <laughs> don't know where the gym room the is. <laughs> yes. And now you're you're going from zero to three hundred uh-huh. immediately, right? Yep. So at what like roughly thirty kids you said? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so was the sub still there though to help you? She was in the room, yes. Okay, but I mean, did she really know much more than you though? Not really. I mean, she knew the kids' names, right. which was more than I knew. Yeah. I mean, um, well that's helpful then. She could identify which child was which. Okay. Um but that that was about where we were at. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so how did that go? Um, I mean looking back, um it went a lot better than at the moment that I felt it. It did um, right in that immediate feeling, feeling it happen. Um, what did I give there, myself into? There, there's, there's a lot of needs in that classroom. And the mom in me, the nurturer in me, um, I wanted to meet all of them. Um, and it's kind of been hard to come to terms with knowing you can't meet all of them exactly when they need them. Um, but... We made it through. I kept track of everybody. Nobody went home bleeding. Nobody <laughs> was, you know, unaccounted for. Um, I mean, we we did. We made it through. I think I think it was probably two days in, but I texted her. I said, we made it through the reading lesson. You know, just making it through a lesson was a big deal um, because these kids had had no structure. So suddenly I'm coming in trying to implement structure, trying to make it through a lesson plan. Because um, I was out 21 days. Yeah. Because we went through COVID, you know. We, yeah. We do it slowly. We didn't my, do my it My cousin, her, her clan got it. She never actually got it. But I didn't either. But because she was yeah. exposed to them, uh, she had to quarantine mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. And I think she was out for a month, mm-hmm. roughly. That yeah. was, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that crazy. Me. So yeah. that, that must just be the standard for school teachers then. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, so. when you live with them and, yeah. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So while I'm home... Um, I learned that I found that I have cancer and so it was like, okay, God, you didn't just give me Stacy for, as a help. I mean, 
as a real help. God right. was preparing that because then you know I've been in the classroom now. What have we done this? Three, four three, weeks three now weeks, yeah. together, mm-hmm. and so she is preparing to take over while I out. I'm going to be out. November 18th is my surgery, okay, and she will take the rest of the semester on herself. Mm-hmm. Man, <laughs> but I know I love I love the job. It's hard, very mm-hmm. hard, mm-hmm. but. But you're excited to go every day. You think yeah. about your students and what they need and what you can't always meet. Like she said, you can't meet all their needs, but yeah. you're going to be a stable person in their life. Yeah. And you're going to share that love and you're going to fight tooth and nail to teach them something, <laughs> whether they want to learn it yes, or not. Exactly. <laughs> well, honestly, your influence of just being a beacon of stability is probably more than you even know. It's probably more people. than what a lot of them have. Right. Even at I home. Mean, I mean, I'm amazed when I talk to people my age I mean I'm, I'm roughly 30 and like I talk to guys my age or girls my age and like just talking to them about like the way they grew up and stuff it's like day and night compared to what I experienced and mm-hmm. so like I mean it's out there and and the effects do show a lot in people later in life if they never did have that that source of stability but I talk to so many people where they're like yeah but I had this one person in my life that just really poured into me like really tried to help me like be something and like and that's what it all it comes down to a lot of the mm-hmm. time. And so, I mean, if you can be that for somebody that doesn't have that or just to, to, to try and walk them through stuff, that's awesome. Yep. That's yep. awesome. That's what we're trying to do. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. It's very hard. It's a, it's, a, it's a difficult job. It really is. And mm-hmm. there's lots of days on I, I can't do this anymore, Lord. I'm quitting. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anybody, anybody in a difficult job that uh, says that they never have that day is uh, is going to have it or they're lying. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm, yeah, I just yeah. put it out there. I'm not lying. Yeah. <laughs> but, and Stacey knew what she was getting into. I, I feel did. like maybe, maybe not. But um, I mean, it's, it's rough because there are 28 of them. So mm-hmm. you don't just have a few. We have yeah. probably eight we that have, really have high needs. Mm-hmm. behaviors that really need one-on-one attention yeah. and there's only two of you so yeah um, somebody's needs don't get met and it, it it affects everybody else wow so i went from one profession <laughs> that was a dumpster fire <laughs> in the middle of <laughs> pandemic <laughs> to another <laughs> just changed job title <laughs> I like that I think you might be the first person that said dumpster fire on this podcast. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited about that, honestly. Um, but God is God has been in it and is mm-hmm. in it. Oh, and no doubt, right? How he, yeah, yeah. He works. He yeah. prepares us. He does. Yeah, but you know, the other cool thing is like, um, like you had to say yes, yeah. mm-hmm. right? I did. And and that's the imp- that's the really incredible yes. part to me because I mean that's yes. a, that's a leap for you to do that. Oh, absolutely huge! And yeah. so God's putting this on your heart, but you still had to comply. But look how all the pieces are connecting, mm-hmm. all because you actually leaned into what God was putting on your heart. Yeah. And think how often does that happen when we don't say yes? Right. And what happened because we didn't? Right. You know what I mean? But and I like, think that's what's so cool is that being probably the most rash thing I've ever done. I'm, I'm a very type A. Everything is planned out. I know every possible contingency. I know what's going to happen next. Yep. And to, you know, to walk into that office pretty much already knowing what decision I was going to make right. um, 
with without seeing any of the next steps or any of the details, um, that was a hundred percent God. Um, because that is not my nature to feels kind of good like though, that. right? It does. Lean into yeah. the chaos a little yeah. bit. Just yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Roll the dice. Yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. But I mean, that's like, so, uh, what that kind of reminds me of is, uh, when they're carrying the Ark of the Covenant, uh, across the river and the river is flowing and God says, I'll, I'll stop it but you've got to step in it. Mm-hmm. And so he doesn't actually stop it until they step in the water. Mm-hmm, so yep. it's like, you're already too far at that point to turn back. You're going to die if this water doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as they actually do it, that's when God stops the river. Yeah, And that's kind of, yeah, I mean, it's it's sort of that like blind faith, but yeah. like it's not blind. I mean, it's like you have reason to trust him. Absolutely. Right. But there's not a whole lot of like real world logic to go, this is a really good idea. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, absolutely none. That, right. Yeah. I was going to say there really was none. No. <laughs> but look how it's all fallen in place though. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah definitely. So cool. Yep. So she's going to, are you going to go into teaching? I am, yeah. I'm, I'm doing my transition <laughs> to teaching. Yeah. No, I'm doing my transition to teaching. So this will be, this will be my career path going forward. So very cool. Yeah. It's, you know, an entirely different, um, you know, different demands. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, you know, I said my, I think one of my favorite things that I didn't anticipate was, you know, I get to see my husband and my kid before I go to work. Um, whereas before I was driving into work, you know, five, five 30 in the morning and, um, working 10, 11, 12 hours and didn't get to see him. So I might not be home for dinner on time every night, but you know, to see Charlotte be able to wave bye to me and give me a hug and, um, she makes my coffee every morning for me. So, you know, just those little things that, okay, you know, I'm, I know I'm, I know what I'm heading into, but those little bits of joy, you know, first thing in the morning, um, with my own family, um, make a world of difference about, you know, just my attitude going into the day. Um, so yeah, just little things here and there that, um, and then the kids make it, you know, there's, the kids are just awesome. They're, they are challenging. They have needs. But you love every single one of them. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see you. You know, yeah, yeah. And when they grow or they learn something, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're still first graders. They like that. Yeah, yeah. their little light bulbs come on. And <laughs> yeah. So I understand this is like a totally different thing, but I've, I've started helping with the middle school here recently. Uh-huh. Oh, good. And like, um, I didn't really know that that was going to happen, and then right. I got asked, you know, would sure. you be interested in helping? I was like, yeah, cool. Um, and. The weird thing is, like, I really have to, like, I'm learning by learning how to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I have to phrase things in certain ways where it's like I don't seem patronizing or something like talking to a kid. But at the same time, like, I want to, like, ask good questions. I don't just want to ask, like, shallow questions that don't really sure. invoke any thought. So I'm, like, having to, like, rack my brain and be like, oh what was I like when I was that? Sure. And I mean, do you, do you guys have to deal with any of that? Like you're kind of like seeing like some, like maybe things in yourself that needed to change. Oh, always. I I mean, (laughs) I see, I see a lot of things that I've learned as a parent that I have to do every day. Um, if you work with middle school, you'll get to know my kiddo Charlotte pretty well. Um, she's very literal. So, um, the example I always use if I, is if I say Charlotte, go throw your shoes in your room, what I mean is, Charlotte, take your shoes into your room and put them in your closet where your shoe rack is. Charlotte literally goes and chucks them through the air into her bedroom. She does exactly what I told her to do, 
but that's not what but I intended. Exactly what exactly. you told her to do. So, right? um, so I've I've learned um, giving directions. You know, precise, precise directions. directions. <laughs> that's what we're working explicitly on. Explicitly, what I mean. Um, you know, oh. it, it's super important, and I you know I picked that up just from watching my own kid. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it's it's really funny to see just how much of life and friends and family really do. Um, influence who you become in the classroom yeah yeah that's cool that's cool so i mean where what what are kind of what's your next step in this world we don't really i don't know, know do <laughs> okay. um i mean i think we're gonna need a new we're gonna need a first grade teacher next year i yeah. will need a first grade teacher um i mean we don't even know what the rest of this year really looks like pending you know outcomes of her surgery and yeah. results that come from that. So, um, stay tuned. We're, we're not, we're not really sure. Yeah. Um, but you know, I will be doing the courses that I need to do, um, for full licensure, um, through the state of Indiana to be, uh, you know, actual licensed teacher. Um, but in the meantime, just trying to meet the needs that I can and teach them something in the process. Yeah. And we could use some prayer. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask the request. the, you know, 30 st- we do now have 30 students on our roster because a couple have moved in. <clears throat> um, so it's considering, do we split the class again and make two classrooms, which is possible. Uh, Stacey can get what they call emergency teaching license for the rest of the year, and she would be the teacher in that classroom. So we'd both have you know about 15 students each. Mm-hmm. Um, that has been presented to us, and neither one of us know what to say. Right. Because we're like, we're tag teaming it right now. So when that meltdown is happening, you know, I can continue to teach. She can take care of the meltdown right. or mm-hmm. vice versa. And if we're in a classroom, even though it's 15 and 15, it might be less students, but it's not going to be less meltdowns. Right, and right. Because we, like I said, we have about eight that really are right. really yeah. struggling this year. So, and yeah. so the thought of not having somebody else in the classroom is slightly yeah. terrifying yeah, it's almost more comforting <laughs> the other way right yeah yeah yes so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah wow yeah okay. another prayer request of, yeah yeah for sure and and we'll be praying for you as well thank with your you surgery and everything yeah um, god is good no, absolutely he not i mean he's just gone ahead he's plowed the way mm-hmm. you know and yeah. is preparing yeah so and he like sent that. me friends that have gone through cancer and yep. all that who just are pouring into me and I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of the blessings. That's awesome. And how he's taking care of me. Good. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And with you. <laughs> I help where I, I can. I know. I love her. I love working with her every day. It's great. This is awesome. I love it. Um I mean, I really guess this is an awesome story. Uh, do you have anything else that you like want to share with everybody? I mean, I think from my end, it's just follow what your calling is. Yeah. Um, don't be complacent. Um, don't be afraid to step out into the water when you don't see the bottom, you don't see the water, you know, calming. Um, but take that step and, um, you will be richly rewarded. Um, it's the most fulfilling thing I've ever done. Um, yeah. The hardest thing I've ever done, um, but by far the most rewarding. But rewarding, maybe not in a comfort sense, right? Like, no. It, See, you know, being able to pour no into these kids, you know, being able to pour into these kids and 
see them form a relationship with me and, you know, with LaShawn and, um, you know, just the rest of our class and just literally seeing kids change before your eyes just because you're steady and yeah. you're the one that's there. And um, that means a lot um, to me. Right. So. I just, sorry, I just wanted to I just wanted to kind of poke at that for a second because like I think when people hear reward they immediately think of like money or oh, like there's you, not you, much of that no well, <laughs> yeah it's so like we go to these kind of like creature comforts you yeah know, but like there's so much greater rewards absolutely in service yeah. you know that you you gain in ways you didn't know you needed absolutely yeah, yeah. yep. Yeah, it's not like she's like, wow, I did a great job. I feel really good today. Right. You don't go home no. feeling that way. Um, and you don't go home and you just relax. You go home and you work for another three or four hours to try to feel ready for the next day. So it's a lot. There's a lot of needs to meet and there's a lot of work to do. But you see results in the kids. And that means the world to me. Yeah. And sure. One of our little friends in the beginning of the year, <clears throat> his anger outburst was just to rip things up like he ripped up his entire math book oh, wow. and um that is slowly getting like, like pencils he'd go through pencils two or three pencils a day you mm-hmm. know um and it was silent you know like quiet tears and just a lot of anger his mom passed away when he was four um so you know there's a there's when i say trauma i just mean there just is a lot um last week we had a little girl come in crying she had to make a decision. Was she going to move to Texas with her mom or stay here with dad? And in her mind, she was not going to see the other parent. So whether she went to Texas, she would not see her dad anymore. She stayed with her dad. She would not ever see mom again. And she's six. And, and her parents are asking her to make this she's decision the, by the end of the school day. <laughs> she's the pawn between the parents. Uh, and I just, it just, all of our kiddos you know we have a little guy who was in foster care now he's back with mom um and that's rocky road for him we just it's just but when they need something they come to us for a hug yeah they come to us for reassurance yeah you know we have kiddos that are homeless um they'll talk about living in the at the motel at times or living with grandma i mean we just Mm -hmm. just all different you know situations or, you know, a parent has passed away or you know, whatever, you know. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. Man. So, pray for us. Yeah, and it's our city. You know, it's our, there, there are kids. We need to, right. no matter where we live, there are, it's, I don't, we need to claim it. It's, well, we talk about here at New Hope yeah. being the best church for our community. That's right. what we want to be. We want to yeah. be able to, I say the best church, we don't want to be the best. We just want to be there for our community. We want to yeah. meet their needs, yeah. Right. And right. so, like, yeah, like, pray for these kids. Pray right. for their families. Pray for their teachers. Pray for these school districts. Yes, and get involved how you can and when you can and help how you can. And that doesn't right. just go for school systems, but anything this community needs. Mm-hmm. Right. Um be those yeah. hands and feet of Jesus. You know, people ask me, why do you want to stay in IPS? Well, I, you know, it's just, it's where God has me. Yeah. And, and it is hard. Um, but be the hands and feet of Jesus. And I think one of you guys, one of you pastors, you know, Jesus ran toward the people that most of us try to avoid. Right. Always. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we need to, that's part of it, is running toward yeah. the people who... And I can't say Jesus' name, and I can't quote scripture to them, but I can show them 
who he right. is through how I treat them, how I respond to them, you know, how I love them well, how I meet their needs. Um, and that's important that they, that they see that from somebody. Absolutely. Yeah. I like that guys. I think you're doing a great thing. Um, and we don't feel successful. We don't always feel successful, but we know God's got it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, but you know, I think yeah. true servanthood, true, um, kind of living out God's calling, you don't catch a break. It's not easy most of the time. I mean, mm-hmm. you probably have seasons where it does get easier. I mean, God doesn't Summer. want you to just rack your brain forever. <laughs> Life right? is really nice knowing I can count out how many weeks till my next break. <laughs> that That's what keeps teachers, I think. That's fair. That's fair. I only have to make it this much. <laughs> Three more weeks. I can do it. <laughs> Then I get a breather. Yeah. Yep. Guys. Right on. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on here and talking to us about what God's doing in your lives and how he's at work and kind of reminding us, uh, anybody listening, um, one, that we need to be praying for the people that need it, you mm-hmm. guys included, yep. your classroom included, our community included, um, and that we need to get out and we need to be the hands and feet of Christ, like you said. Um which is not easy. I mean, Jesus spent a whole lot of time crying in gardens and it eventually killed him, you know, but I mean, he knew that that was what needed to be done. And so he stepped up and he did it and, uh, he asks us to do the same thing. And so I know that's crazy. That sounds crazy. And he knew that too, but he still expects that. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm glad to see you guys leaning into that calling. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, well, thanks for having us on. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, love to have you guys back. Absolutely. Cool. Uh, thank you guys. continued. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> thank you guys for listening to Salty Saints. If you've got questions, you can send those to us at saltysaints at becomehope.com or questions at becomehope.com. I remembered. That was good. And uh, until next time, stay salty. Hey, Ted, what do you want to do today? Well, Ashley, I've always got uh, work to do, naps to take, but I have a better idea. How about we invite everyone to listen to the Team Us podcast? I love that idea. Let's do it right now. Hi, everyone. We're Ted and Ashley Slater, and we'd love for you to join us as we talk about teamwork in marriage. We share how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. To listen, go to lifeaudio.com and search for Team Us.